Hi, this is Jeff Dixon, and I'm the pastor of Word of Life Miami here in Miami, Oklahoma, and this is our podcast. I'm so glad you've chosen today to tune in as we begin 2019. We're going to look at our word for the year, which is manifestation. I hope this podcast and this message specifically speaks to you. I hope you're encouraged, and I hope you do something great for the things of God. Enjoy. Last year, if you remember, we went into 2018 with the word unprecedented. And I love that you all remembered that throughout the year. And this year, I want to talk about this word manifestation. Now, it can get a little weird sometimes when we think of the word manifestation. But I want to talk about this because this is back in September. uh, I was praying and beginning to seek God for 2019 and what, what this year is going to look like. And today, I'm going to share with you kind of a, a, a vision, so to speak, for 2019, what I believe God is going to do in us. And when He does it in the church, He does this in your life as well. So how many of you say, I'm a candidate for God to do something in my life? Amen. I, I, I'm going to hear, stand here and say, I'm a candidate. I have been a candidate. God is doing something in my life. I heard a song this week that we used to, it's not an old song, but it's one that we just haven't, I haven't heard in a while. And we started doing it back in Bentonville before we came over here. And the the words are just over and over again. God is on the move, on the move. Hallelujah. God is on the move, on the move today or something like that. But so catchy, right? So, and, and really that's, that's where we are that I'm not interested. I said it earlier. I'm not interested in just doing church for the sake of a club or a tick mark, a check mark on a, a box of accomplishments for our week, or to even get our our dose of look, I've done my good thing with God this week. But I'm interested in doing something where, as a community or as a tribe, like I said earlier, or village, like I said earlier, that we would uh, together grow in the encounters that God has for us. And as I was sitting at my desk and and writing this message out and making sure I got everything right, I felt like I should script something. So here I go. Today is the day of scripts. Now, I'm not going to read my message to you, but I wanted to read an initial thought, kind of the, the idea of what God was speaking specifically for 2019. So let me read this to you. It says, 2019 is going to be a year of manifestation, a year to demonstrate and perform in ways that require you to credit me with doing the impossible. That's not me. This is God. Act like God's speaking to you right now. 2019 is a year where you will grow in my word and in hearing my voice. What a powerful promise right there. That you will grow in hearing my word and hearing my voice. I'm going to cause dry bones to come alive, waters to part, the sun to stand still, and walls to fall down. I specialize in the impossible. I'm not going to simply hand this to you, but you're going to have to travail in prayer and stand firm in faith. Know that I am and will do what I promise. I do this as a demonstration to your community. And Ezekiel 37, 14 is kind of a continuation. It says, I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, I have spoken, and I will declare it. I will do it, sorry, declares the Lord. And then continuing on, outside of Ezekiel 37, just in my thoughts here from what I believe God was saying. When you know that I am the Lord, you will discover a love for me 
and you will find my commandments a delight. How's that for setting the stage for 2019? In that middle part, I mentioned I'm going to cause dry bones to come alive, Ezekiel 37. And this is metaphorically speaking, but we're going to see some things physically as it, almost exactly like this. Waters to part. Now, I'm not talking about when the Israelites crossed over dry land uh, through the Red Sea. We could probably imply that. But there's another crossing uh, when we look at the transfer. Listen to this. As we, and we'll, we'll talk about this in weeks to come. But when you look at the transfer of the anointing or the, um, the mantle from Elijah, Elijah to Elisha. I always get Jez and Shez backwards. But Elijah to Elisha. Elisha to Elijah. Vanessa's like, get it right. Anyway, there, just before that happened, there was a crossing over of parted waters. And we'll talk about that someday. Joshua 10 talks about the sun standing still. This is big, bold faith. And walls to fall down. And God doing some pretty crazy things to cause obstacles to get out of our way. So I want to talk about this word manifestation. Manifestation. Webster defines it as the act, process, or instance of manifesting. Demanded, demanded some manifestation of repentance, something that manifests or is manifest. Second definition, a perceptible, outward, or visible expression, external ma- manifestations. Another one says, one of the forms in which an individual is manifested, hate in his manifestations. This is wrong. An occult phenomenon, okay? How about this? A public demonstration of power and purpose. I like that one. How about we stick with that one? A public demonstration of power and purpose. So go with me if you can to John, the fourth gospel, chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. And we're going to have a lot of scripture today. Try not to be too long. Be longer than last week. Jesus is talking and he says, If you love me. He's getting ready to set the stage for us to do our part. An outward expression to the answer. If you love me, he says, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. To be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it is neither... Because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. Verse 20 says, In that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is. Who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him. And listen to this. And manifest myself to him. Caveat. Keep my commandments. Why? Because that shows we love him. And in showing that we love him. It opens the door whereby he can demonstrate himself to us. You see the progression there. When Vanessa and I were youth pastors, 
in Bentonville, there was a scripture that we lived by, we conducted our youth ministry by, and here's, here's something that I'm very interested in when it comes to ministry in general, and that's I don't want to get together just for the sake of a party or fun. When I get together, I want to grow in the things of God. I want to encounter God. I want to know Him in a deeper, more real way. Uh, so when we did things, how many times, uh, Andrew, Rachel, would you, would you remember that we would get together and just have fun and never work to encounter the presence of God? Rarely happened, did it? We always strove, even if it was a fun night, to encounter the presence of God. That was how we did things. And I believe, as the Bible says, when two or more are gathered in my midst, I am there. Yeah, I am there. We are in a position where as we gather together as believers, calling on the name of God, calling on the name of Jesus, when we get together, He will demonstrate Himself to us because when He is present, there are things in our lives, there are powers within our lives, principalities within our lives that cannot stand up to the presence of God and must flee. Much like as we sung about this morning, when He walks into this room, sickness must go, death must go. We will come alive in Him. So Judges, you probably were wondering, well, what scripture did you live by in your youth ministry? Judges chapter 2, 8 through 10. This is actually a potentially depressing, scary scripture if you're living on the aspect of what they're talking about here. But if we see this as a warning or maybe as a father's heart that he doesn't want us to experience or lack the experience of what he's talking about here. Maybe we can see this as, as him saying, when I read this, when I, maybe we can see that according to this, that this isn't his plan. The opposite or the antithesis is the plan. Let me read the scripture. And it says in verse 8 of Judges chapter 2, Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. And they buried him within the boundaries of his inheritance in Timnath Harris and the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gosh. And, the, and that generation also were gathered to their fathers. So we've got another generation that's died with him. And there rose another generation. So we've got a generation that's preceded this generation. After them, listen closely, who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. A generation had come up not knowing the miraculous that God is capable of doing. You see, just one generation before these people, they've watched waters part. They've tasted manna and they've ate of the fruit or the, the quail that would come from the sky. <coughs> Excuse me. They, they demonstrated how God delivered them from the plagues. They watched the Passover night as the angel of death came and took the firstborn of every household except those that were protected by the blood of the sacrificial lamb. One generation later, and this scripture says, there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. You see, we are one generation away from missing out, or another generation 
from missing out on the mighty acts, the moves of God. And I'm going to tell you, I grew up hearing of the moves of God of of old. I've heard of the great revivals. I've heard of what God has done. I've experienced a small taste. But I'm here to say, I don't know that I could say in front of you that I have fully experienced what God is capable of doing. And I am not interested in staying in a place of not knowing. I want to move into a place of manifestation where I can say I have seen, I have touched, I know that my God is pouring out Himself in a great and powerful way and I can tell you just as I was driving north up 125 from Grove on my way here before we ever moved here and God said I'm going to do something in Miami in the spirit realm that will be then mirrored in the natural tells me God's going to manifest Himself here He has called us to this place and we are going to encounter and experience and be part of it. And it's not going to start three years from now. It started in 2018 when we started meeting in this place and He's going to take it to the next level in 2019. And it's going to take us travailing, pressing in, moving in and coming together. And it's not going to just happen. It's going to come when we get together in unity and press in and seek and push and desire and hope and hunger for it. I hope you're hearing the passion and what I believe God is saying for us for 2019. And then Wednesday night, something accidental happened. God directed me to Ezekiel 37. I believe he gave me a road map. So let's read. Because God is wanting to manifest himself in a way. That we wouldn't be able to say I don't know. I haven't experienced. I don't know the work of the Lord. So let's read this first 14 verses in Ezekiel 37 together. We read them Wednesday night. And it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me. And He brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord. And He set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And He led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And He said to me, Son of man, Can these bones live? And I answered, Oh Lord, you know. Sometimes that's a safe answer when God asks us questions. You know. Verse 4 says, Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, Oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound.
as I prophesied, there was a sound. Give me a moment. I'm downloading something right now. Prophesied was a sound. Not of a train. back to that, maybe later. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them. Flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them. There was no breath in them. God had just given him a vision of what it would look like, and he's come to this place, and it hasn't happened completely. It stopped short. Verse 9, though, he says, Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord your God. Behold, I will open your graves. I will raise you from your graves of my people. I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. And I I will, and I'm sorry, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. I give us four observations about a generation, about us being raised up. Not a generation that doesn't know the works of the Lord, but a generation that's going to know the works of the Lord. The first observation is this generation is one that is in need. And I need, I need an encounter with God. I need to hear His voice. I need to see some demonstration, some manifestation. I need the moving of God in my life. We look at verses 1 and 2 in Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me and he brought me into the spirit of the Lord, set me down in the middle of the valley and it was full of bones. And he led me around among them and behold, there were many, many on the surface of the valley and behold, they were very 
dry, but doesn't it sound when I stand up and say, I need a move, I need a touch, I need him to manifest, that it sounds very self-serving, maybe selfish, but I'm here to say today, it's not so much about me, but I want life for this area, and the only way that streams of life, these rivers of life can flow into this place is when God downloads within us his rivers of life, and from us flow those rivers of life, and the way that happens is through the encounters, through the manifestation of His Spirit within our lives. And so when I say I need, it's not for me, however, it's powerful and amazing, and I'm not going to turn Him down for what He can do here in Miami, in Grove, Joplin, even up into Kansas. You see, we don't come to God until we realize we need God. We don't come to repentance until we realize we need to repent. We don't experience the fullness of God until we realize that we had a lacking there and need to be filled. So that's the first step. There will be a generation in need. That leads us to our next step. There will be a generation who hears. It's one thing to need. It's another thing to hear. And in verse 4, God says, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now we can look at Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So one of the things in hearing God is my faith is enriched. It comes alive. It comes to me. I get more faith. And 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 talks about come as far as the word, the importance of hitting the word in our lives and hearing the word. It says this because of the word or about the word. All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness. The man of God may be complete, equipped for every good word. I definitely need to hear God's word. Luke 8, 16 through 18. No one after lighting a lamp covers it. This is the visual picture of what's happening here. No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. See the manifestation that I'm talking about? It is a visible outward expression of what God is doing in our lives for nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care now then now, or then how you hear. For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. You see, this a generation before me today, sitting in this room, listening online, and needing to be in this place for what God is going to do in northeastern Oklahoma. There is a generation that needs a touch from God and needs to hear from the Lord so that their faith can be lifted up to take the mighty move of God to do great things in this region. But it's one thing to need. There's another thing hear, but when we need and we hear, we've got to do this next thing, and that would be a generation that responds. It's one thing to need, one thing to hear, but we have got to respond. The prophet does just that. He says, so I prophesy. 
I did as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, then. As I responded, then. As I did, then. As Moses in the parting of the Red Sea raised his staff, then the waters parted. There's, a, there's another passing. This is pretty powerful. There were two parting of waters for the Israelites. There's another one where the waters didn't part until the priests put their foot in the water and began to cross. The prophet here prophesied and then there was a sound and God's going to tell us sometimes this year to move and then he will move. He's going to say, I want you to do this in faith and then demonstrate. He's not going to wait for the door to open for us to move. He's going to tell us to kick some doors down. It says, as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews in them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. We've got to respond. I think of the lame beggar. If he hadn't gotten up, he wouldn't have walked. He wouldn't have experienced his healing. When Jesus was asked in his very first miracle to turn the water into wine, he looked at the servants and he said, bring me some barrels. And if they had not brought him some barrels, there would have been no containers to contain the move of God. And then the hungry widow we talked about a couple of weeks ago, had she not baked the loaf out of her last bit of flour for the prophet, the jar would not have continually been supplied. We've got to respond. That leads me to my fourth and final thought. And this is the cool one. Because it's not until we need, it's not until we hear, and it's not until we respond that we will be the generation who knows the work of the Lord. And these dry bones stepped up, didn't they? The Bible says they became a mighty army. We can become that mighty army. Now we're not called to this place in violence. We're called to this place in power and in victory. Amen? So I'm excited about the next few weeks as we talk about manifestation. We're going to talk about the suns being manifested. I'm not talking about the sky sun. I'm talking about Romans 8 where it talks about all creation is waiting with eager expectation for the sons of God to be manifest. We talk about what it means to step up in our inheritance as sons and daughters of God. We're going to talk about manifestation that follows bold faith. Talk about all kinds of exciting things. And then we're going to believe God and we're going to see God do some crazy things in 2019. Last year was unprecedented. This year is bold. This year is going to take... God demonstrated last year just a touch. I think so that we could believe that He could do even greater things this year. Are you on board with me? Do you want to go go the distance, go all in? Do you want to see the manifestation of God? Do you want to see Him do some incredible, incredible things? 
And listen, his manifestation is awesome like the Shekinah glory that, we talk, or that we've seen uh, as, as the Israelites were led at night by fire and day by cloud. And I love it when God comes in as, like he, as he did when they were dedicating the temple and the, the, the ground became so hot they couldn't stand in, in, in the, the engulfing presence of God. I love those kinds of things. But listen, manifestation can be as simple as financial provision. Supernatural financial provision. Restoration of relationships. It can be a manifestation in the form of our own building. I believe that's coming in 2019. I'm not here, I'm not ready to prophesy that, but I'm standing in faith for that for 2019. I believe that we're going to see the manifestation of cancers falling off of people. I believe that we're going to have an encounter this year with somebody with a growth so large you can notice it, and they're going to walk out of here with a growth so small it's gone. God can do those things. All we got to do is see the need, hear his command, respond to it, and then step into what he's doing. Amen. Well, I sure hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I hope it's challenged you and enriched your life. I hope it's helping you live a life closer to service with Jesus Christ. Hey, if it's done anything for you today, if it's meant anything, we could use your support. And there's several ways you can do that. First off, you can pray for us. Pray as we're doing our church plant here in northeastern Oklahoma that God is totally blessing all of our efforts, but also in the area of support. If you want to give financially to what we're doing, you can go to our website at WLMiama.com. That's W-L-M-I-A-M-I dot com and click on the give tab and go through the process there to contribute. And also, if you are in the area near Miami, Oklahoma on a Sunday morning, why don't you join us for our live experience at 10 a.m.? We'd love to see you. God bless.